The Jazz Spotlight, episode number five. Hello everyone from Yanilunga and welcome to the fifth episode of the Jazz Spotlight podcast. I hope you're having a great week and you're enjoying your day. I'm I'm really enjoying my day because I'm super excited about this episode. Today we're going to talk about musical collaboration with a very, very, very special guest, my colleague, leader of the Grammy Award winning band Snarky Puppy. Michael shares the story of the band and gives out tips on how to achieve musical collaboration, so how to find the right people to build your band, and also how to find artists for creating musical collaborations. Like always, I would like to remind you that you can find all the show notes for this episode at thejazzspotlight.com slash episode 5. And I also would like to remind you that you can find the Jazz Spotlight podcast on iTunes if you go to thejazzspotlight.com slash show, you will be redirected to the iTunes page of the podcast. And now the podcast is also on Stitcher. So if you go to thejazzspotlight.com slash Stitcher, spelled S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, Stitcher, you will be redirected to the podcast page on Stitcher. So whatever service you use, you will now be able to listen to the podcast on your smartphone or your computer or on your tablet. And also, if you haven't yet, head over to thejazzspotlight.com slash toolbox to sign up for the newsletter, get a free guide that I hope will help you set up an efficient and sharp online promotion strategy and get more tips, more stories and more tools that I hope will inspire you and help you improving all the great things I'm sure you're already doing. So I hope that Michael's story can inspire you and his tips can help you. Here is Michael Leake with Musical Collaboration. Enjoy. All right, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Jazz Spotlight. Today, I'm super excited. We have a very, very special guest here with us. It's with pleasure that I introduce Michael Leake from the Grammy Award winning band Snarky Puppy. Hey, Michael, what's up? How are you, man? I'm fine. How are you? Great. Thank you very much. First time in Finland. How has it been so far? Well, uh, we we just came in about, I think, like six hours ago, and we're leaving first thing in the morning. We're leaving at 5 a.m., so we haven't actually had the chance to really properly see anything other than our hotel and the venue, but uh, everybody seems to be really nice. The food is great, which is always the most important thing to us, so it seems really cool so far. Okay, that's great. First of all, congratulations on the Grammy. Thank you very much. And you're now touring around the world. You were at the Java Jazz Festival last month. Now mm. you're in Finland. Where are you going to next? Um, well, we go to Germany tomorrow, and then we're in the UK for a little while. And, and I think over the rest of the tour, I think we're going to the Netherlands, France, Belgium, Estonia... Uh, lots of different places and then I mean we're on tour basically all year so we're going to a lot of different places really busy do you like being on tour traveling oh yeah yeah we love it I mean we've been doing it for pretty much eight years and more and more recently so over the last three years we've spent more and more time on the road but um 
it's kind of like a way of life for us. So it doesn't, it doesn't affect us in the, any of the negative ways that it affects most people. I think we're really used to it and we like it. That's great. That's great. So let's get started. Today we're going to talk about musical collaboration. So tell us, Michael, how did you guys get started? Um, well, we started at, a, at our music college uh, at the University of North Texas in Denton, Texas. And I mean, I just got a bunch of my friends together to play my music. It was really, really simple and very humble. We didn't have any plans to be touring the world or winning Grammys or anything like that. It just kind of, everything just happened one thing at a time. And when you're on stage, you always seems like that you guys are clicking, that you're having fun. How do you constantly maintain that feeling? How do you guys not get tired of traveling, of maybe each other's? <laughs> um, well, I think if you spend enough time with anyone, you get tired of them for sure. So, I mean, I, you know, we definitely have those moments where we're like, get me out of this van, you know, I want to go home and sleep in my bed. But, um, you know, it's a family. That's the other thing is when you spend a lot of time together, like way more time together than you do to, just to get sick of each other, but like lots and lots of time together, you really become a family. And you also develop a chemistry that's deeper than most bands. You know, most bands are just guys who know each other and are friends and play together, but we're like brothers. So I think connecting musically is just, it just has to happen. Like, because that happens naturally. And if it doesn't happen, it, we, we consider it to be a kind of unacceptable. So no matter how you're feeling, if you're mad at somebody in the band or you're tired, you still have to give, give it 100%. Okay. Uh, in your album, Family Dinner Volume 1, it's like has been a great project because you all had plenty of special guests and I think also musical students. Mm -hmm. And my question to you is, how do you put up musical collaborations? How do you find projects mm -hmm. and you know other artists that are interested in collaborating with you? Well, recently it hasn't really been hard to find people because I, I think slowly over the years it's gotten out that that we're you know a good session band that we're that we're good at playing other people's music behind them and realizing their vision and not just playing our own music. But for family dinner, we did ask these particular artists to be a part of it, and and all of them said yes. Actually, we didn't get any no's from anyone. Um, but it's it's uh, you know it's a thing now where, especially after making that record, I think we've gotten a lot of emails from a lot of really great artists asking to be on the next volume. So it should be easy to to do from now on. And what what advice would you have for our listeners who perhaps have bands and would like? you know, to have similar collaborations that are looking for special guests for their records, what would you tell them? Well, I think it's important that as a band, you're setting yourself up, you know, to be in the position to succeed, you know, that you're bringing in artists whose music or whose style you can play very well because there's nothing to be gained from not doing something well, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's important to challenge yourselves as a band So on family dinner, you know, we played a lot of different genres of music. They were all genres that I felt like we could play, but they but they pushed us in a lot of new directions and we grew as a band and it was a challenge. It was a really successful thing. So, you know, I think it's all about stretching yourself, challenging yourself, you know, but but making sure that you're informed and you have a knowledge of the style that you're playing and you're not just doing something that you've never been associated with. Mm -hmm. So do a little bit of homework. Kind of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of the special things about Snarky Puppy is that 
my guys in the band really have studied you know loads of different styles of music it's not just something that oh i have one led zeppelin record so i like rock and roll or i have one ravi shankar record mm-hmm. so i can play indian music it's like you know you know these guys have all studied spent years studying and playing in different bands from different parts of the world and and it really shows i think and let's take perhaps a step back let's think about those people who are out there you know they love playing they like playing with others but they can't just find the right people to play with in terms of band members mm-hmm. what kind of advice do you have for those people listening well that's i mean that's tough you know finding band members is a it's like picking your family you know what i mean it's a very very important thing um i think that the music world is a community and within that large community there are loads of small communities you know it's easiest to meet the musicians that you want to play with in large cities because there's just more musicians and generally you know the better musicians move to larger places so that there are more opportunities so you know in finland i th- i think probably the obvious solution would be going to helsinki and trying to trying to find the musicians you want to work with there unless you're lucky enough to already know them in your own town and in the states where would you advise people to go i mean you know depending on what you're trying to do but new york is the obvious you know choice because there's so many different kinds of musicians there new york has a great scene new orleans has a great scene los angeles has a great scene chicago has a great scene atlanta and dallas and houston have great scenes i mean there's lots of places it just depends on the style you know depends on what you want to do but i think going to major cities really puts you in a position to meet more people that are interested in doing what you want to do and once you have found the right people you're clicking it how do you promote yourself well i mean it all has to be based on the musical product that you're offering so if you're if you have something going on musically that um that is like jazz or something like that you know you you have to make sure that the the kind of clubs that you're contacting are clubs that that are conducive to that that the posters you're making would appeal to jazz fans you know that you know, like it all has to be the way I would describe it is that it all has to be unified your business approach has to be unified and it has to be centered around the music itself so what works for one band by nature will not work for every other band because every band's music is different and your whole business plan has to be like in line it has to be a unified thing i find that to be the most important do you have a final tip for all the musicians but also perhaps club owners and festival organizers that are listening to us what would you tell them well i mean i guess i would just tell them to you know to to trust musical quality a lot of people are very afraid of doing things that they want to do musically because they feel that it's not going to be commercially successful clubs are afraid to book original bands because they're not they're worried that customers might not come in or might not enjoy it they'd rather have a band playing beatles songs or katy perry songs or something you know but i i and bands might feel the same way they might be like well i want to do this but maybe we're not going to get a lot of fans like that and I think it's like you just have to say screw it and like you know the bottom line is people are going to react strongly to things that are sincere. So if you really believe in what you're doing, people re- will react more 
you know, strongly to that than they will be to you playing a poppier kind of music, not sincerely, mm-hmm. you know? So I would just say trust musical quality, you know, Miles Davis and Stevie Wonder will sell more records than, than the Backstreet Boys ever will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Over time, it's like these records keep selling because they're great records and other things only sell because they're fashionable. So no offense to the Backstreet Boys, you know, but you can't compare to Stevie or Miles, you know. So I, I, I think that's an important thing. Trust, trust the quality. All right, Michael. Thank you so much for, your, for sharing your story, for the advice you gave us, and I wish you all the best for your tour and your future. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. All right. So that was Michael League from Snarky Puppy. Michael, if you're listening, I would like to thank you once again for being on the show, sharing the story of Snarky Puppy and giving out practical tips for all the musicians who are listening to the podcast. Okay, so a quick note for those of you who are maybe wondering about the background noise is because Snarky Puppy was performing at a music festival. So Michael and I had the interview at the festival site. So that's why you might have heard a little bit of uh, people talking in the background or music or movement. So that's why. If you would like to thank Michael and show some love to Snarky Puppy, you can head over to thejazzspotlight.com slash episode 5 and below the show notes you will find a link that you can use to thank Michael and the band on Twitter so make sure to head over to the jazzspotlight.com slash episode 5 and thank Michael of Snarky Puppy now before wrapping up this episode of the Jazz Spotlight podcast I quickly would like to expand on the term of collaboration so I would like to talk about collaboration more in general not only about finding the right people for your band or for musical project. And I will do so with a concrete example. Let's say you want to renew the look, the design of your website, or perhaps you want to change the logo you have been using for some time. Okay, so there are different things you could do. You could look for a professional designer, for example, in the city you live in, and I'm pretty sure you will find someone that can help you. However, I don't know about the price, the rates, they could end up being pretty high. I don't know about that. It also depends from city to city. Or perhaps you actually personally know a designer, so someone, a friend, a relative who could help you with your website or logo for a relatively good price. So that would be great if you do. And if you're on a budget, you might want to consider places like Fiverr, Fiverr Fiverr.com. Fiverr spelled with two R's. For those of you who don't know about Fiverr, I'm quickly going to tell you how it works. So Fiverr.com is an international online marketplace where you can find professionals, so designers, translators, uh, journalists, search engine optimization wizards, pretty much all kinds of people you can think of that offer their services from a starting price of just $5. I know, right? Some of you might probably be like, what? $5? Yeah, that's right. That's why it's called Fiverr, because all the services have a starting price of $5. However, uh, depending on the kind of service, you can find what are called extra gigs. So additional features that cost extra can be $5, $10, $15, depending on the gig. And these extra gigs can be, for example, fast delivery, so to get the product on the same day, or if you are looking for translations, it could be more 
pages or something like that, but it usually isn't much. So places like Fiverr.com are pretty great. I've used Fiverr.com myself a few times. I've had some logo designed and had some other work done there. The price, the price has always been good. However, sometimes the first result hasn't been the one I expected. So, so I kind of had to talk with the, with the freelancer to make sure I got what I wanted and what I paid for. Okay, so in case you're wondering about why I'm talking to you about Fiverr, I'm not pitching, I don't want to promote Fiverr or similar services. I just want to share with you services that I have been using and that have really helped me with many, many things. If you head over to thejazzspotlight.com slash outsourcing 101, you will find an article, a short guide that will tell you how to look for freelancers online and how to hire them, what to look for before hiring a freelancer online. Okay, so that's pretty much it for today. You've heard my colleague Snarky Puppy talking about musical collaboration. I shared some resources with you about collaboration when it comes to freelancers, so where and how to look for freelancers and how to hire freelancers. And I talked to you about the podcast again you can find all the episodes of the podcast at thejazzspotlight.com slash podcast. You can find it on iTunes if you go to thejazzspotlight.com slash show and on Stitcher if you go to thejazzspotlight.com slash Stitcher. And if you haven't yet, make sure to head over to thejazzspotlight.com slash toolbox to sign up for the Jazz Spotlight newsletter and get your free copy of an ebook that talks about online promotion. I'm Yanni Lunga, this is the Jazz Spotlight Podcast. Thank you for listening.